0: for them, for everyone. Muller had hoped that the risks of the maze would continue to keep men away. It had been discovered over a century earlier, but before his arrival there had been a period of many years in which Lemnos was shunned, for good reason. Muller had many times seen the corpses of those who had tried and failed to enter the maze. He himself had come here partly out of a suicidal wish to join the roster of victims partly out of overriding curiosity to get within and solve the secret of the labyrinth, and partly out of the knowledge that if he did penetrate, he was not likely to suffer many invasions of his privacy. Now he was within, but intruders had come. They will not enter, Muller told himself. Snugly established at the core of the maze, He had command of enough sensing devices to follow, however vaguely, the progress of any living creatures outside. Thus he could trace the wanderings from zone to zone of the animals that were his prey, and also those of the great beasts who offered danger. To a limited degree he could control the snares of the maze, which normally were nothing more than passive traps, but which could be employed aggressively under the right conditions against some enemy. More than once, Muller had dumped an elephantine carnivore into a subterranean pit as it charged inward through Zone D. He asked himself if he would use those defenses against human beings if they penetrated that far, and he had no answer. He did not really hate his own species. He just preferred to be left alone in what passed for peace. He eyed the screen's. He occupied a squat hexagonal cell, apparently one of the housing units in the inner city, which was equipped with a wall of viewing tanks. It had taken him more than a year to find out which parts of the maze corresponded to the images on the screens, but by patiently posting markers, he had matched the dim images to the glossy reality. The six lowest screens along the wall showed him pictures of areas in zones A through F. The cameras, or whatever they were, swiveled through 180 degree arcs, enabling the hidden mysterious eyes to patrol the entire region around each of the zone entrances. Since only one entrance provided safe access to the zone within, all others being lethal, the screens effectively allowed Muller to watch the inward progress of any prowler. It did not matter what was taking place at any of the false entrances, those who persisted there would die. Screens 7 through 10 in the upper bank relayed images that apparently came from zones G and H, the outermost, largest, and deadliest zones of the maze. Muller had not wanted to go to the trouble of returning to those zones to check his theory in detail. He was satisfied that the screens were pickups from points in the outer zones, and it was not worth risking those zones again to find out more accurately where the pickups were mounted. As for the eleventh and twelfth screens, they obviously showed views of the plane outside the maze altogether, the plane now occupied by a newly arrived starship from Earth. Few of the other devices left by the ancient builders of the maze were as informative. Mounted on a dais in the center of the city's central plaza, shielded by a crystal vault, was a twelve-sided stone the color of ruby, in whose depths a mechanism like an intricate shutter ticked and pulsed. Muller suspected it was some sort of clock, keyed to a nuclear oscillation and sounding out the units of time its makers employed. Periodically the stone underwent temporary change. Its face turned cloudy, deepened in hue, to blue or even black, swung on its mounting. Muller's careful record-keeping had not yet told him the meaning of those changes. He could not even analyze the periodicity. The metamorphoses were not random, but the pattern they followed was beyond his comprehension. At the eight corners of the plaza were metallic spikes, smoothly tapering to heights of some twenty feet. Throughout the cycle of the year, these spikes revolved, so they were calendars, it seemed, moving on hidden bearings. Muller knew that they made one complete revolution in each thirty-month turning of Lemnos about its somber orange primary, but he suspected some deeper purpose for these gleaming pylons. Searching for it occupied much of his time. Spaced neatly in the streets of Zone A were cages with bars hewn from an alabaster.